TC Hill is not a doctor and does not claim to be a doctor or licensed in any type of medical field. Don't be an idiot and use anything heard on the show as medical advice. This information should be used for educational purposes only and you should contact your doctor for any medical advice. Now get off me. Hey, 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 hey. Welcome back to Kick It Naturally. This is episode 331. I'm T.C. Hale, and I'm just excited to get to to talk to you guys. I've been really busy. I'm working on a huge project that is uh, for healthcare practitioners and nutrition professionals, fitness professionals, stuff like that, and it has had me swamped. Um, But I'm excited to get on a show, and it just seemed like a time in the world where, hey, you know, people might want to know a little bit more about how their immune system works and simple things that they can do to kind of check out uh, where they are and, and, and steps that they might be able to take to improve their situation. And I'm going to put this episode on this Kick It Naturally, but I'm also going to put the same episode on our Chat the Fat podcast, which is our, our keto podcast, if you haven't heard that. And uh, I'm also going to put it on our Six Figure Health Pro podcast, which is our our podcast for health professionals. So if you happen to be a person that listens to all of those shows, then you can just listen to once. It's going to be the same thing for all those because I just felt like this was an important message that uh, I needed to make sure that everybody understood um, to give yourself any kind of boost that you can at a time when, hey, you might want to have your immune system working, right? So let's jump into this immune stuff, but, but just understand that, that this is not an episode on how to cure or avoid the coronavirus, because the world, for the most part, when I'm recording this, kind of has no clue, and, and right now, all we know to do is to binge Ozark episodes and hoard toilet paper. So that's not what this is about. This is just a conversation about how your immune system works and, and how to maximize that. So we're going to talk about ways to quote-unquote boost immunity, kind of, but we're going to do it in a roundabout way. And we'll have some thoughts on uh, immunocom- immunocompromised people and, and people who may be immune deficient. And we're going to talk about some physiological markers that you can monitor at home to kind of gain insights on where your immune system is now. And uh, then we'll talk about some supplements that could help and some supplements that could actually hurt things uh, and maybe some mistakes that a lot of people are very likely making. And, and immune system can kind of confuse some people with all the autoimmune issues that are going on. Um, I really like to say defense systems is really what we're looking at. Uh, but people say immune system, so that's fine. But we really want to view it as a defense system. And to start talking about this, we have to talk about calcium. And, you know, 99% of the calcium in our body is is in our bones and in our, you know, connective structure and all that kind of stuff. And it's pretty important because without that calcium, we would be a, a blob of goop on the floor and we'd be very gushy and we would have no structure and our, our body would not have, you know, a skeletal structure system to hold us uh, together and upright and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of important. But the rest of the calcium in the body, which is really only like 1% of the calcium that's in our body, uh, may be viewed as, as even more important. And that's the calcium that's found in our blood and in our tissues and in our tissue fluids. And why this is so crucial is because it's that calcium existing there at that tissue and, and, and cellular fluid level. It's that calcium that triggers our immune system to attack when pathogens and 
bad critters and varmints come into the body. It's that calcium that allows the immune system signal to go off so that the defense system says, okay, it's time to attack. We can attack things now. So without enough calcium there, your immune system is just it's sitting on the couch. It's binging episodes of Ozark or, or maybe it cheers. Maybe it's trying to find out, are Sam and Diane going to get together? We just don't know. But it's not doing its job. It's just hanging out because it doesn't know that there's a problem. So the calcium has to exist there or we don't get to really fix anything. And the best way to explain this is cold sores. So, you know, maybe you have uh, or you experience frequent cold sores. Maybe you made out with somebody who made out with a few too many people or, or something. So now you get these cold sores. And what we know now is that it's from the herpes virus. And the herpes is a virus. And once you have that, it's, it's always in your body. But for some reason... Now I have a herpes breakout and I got this sore all over my mouth or maybe right now I don't have a herpes breakout. And the understanding is that if there's no breakout, you don't spread the virus, but it still exists in your body. So here's kind of what happens. The difference between that virus taking hold of you and creating a breakout or you controlling that virus has to do with the calcium at the tissue level. And of course, other immuno issues could cause other problems and reduce your ability uh, to fight off a virus. But this seems to be the main problem. And uh, this will be explained perfectly because if you're a cold sore person, you have probably heard of lysine. It's the most common supplement used to deal with cold sores and uh, breakouts and to try and keep them from coming on. And lysine is an amino acid and it works because it helps to push calcium back down to that tissue level. And as long as the calcium is at that tissue level, the, um, the immune defense system is told that there's a problem and it keeps everything in check. But as soon as a lot of that calcium or too much of the calcium is pulled out of the tissues, then the immune system doesn't work anymore and the person has a breakout. And they're like, oh, I need lysine. So they take lysine and then um, the breakout heals up and it doesn't continue nonstop, like some people with cords cold sores experience. Maybe they haven't heard about this lysine train that they need to hop on. But this is a good confirmation to help us understand that the immune system is, it can't really function unless that calcium exists at the tissue level. So a lot of people will hear this and say, okay, give me all the calcium, cram it down my gullet. But the problem is, is that it's not always about taking calcium. Sometimes that's a factor, but most people already have a lot of calcium in the system and they have plenty. Uh, the calcium is just in the wrong place. So it's more about stopping the things that are pulling the calcium out of the tissues and doing more things that will help the calcium exist where it's supposed to be. So to understand what happens here, we really need to look at flu season and when most people get all these flus and it's a big trouble and flu season basically starts at the end of October and can uh, exist through uh, you know February into March a little bit and it's viewed as that's when it's cold and you know when the weather is cold that's an extra burden on the body uh, of it having to regulate body temperature but uh, I think that's only a very small factor for some people. Otherwise, in cold climates, there wouldn't be a flu season. There would just be a, hey, you, it's flu. Welcome to flu. This is where we have the flu in, in this town here. Um, and, and that's not the case. But uh, one thing we need to understand is that when we eat sugar and a lot of starchy carbohydrates, calcium 
has affinity for sugar and it will follow it. Just like you used to chase the ice cream truck down the street every time it drove by. It's the same kind of thing. Calcium follows sugar. So when we eat sugar, calcium's like, oh, it leaves the tissues and says, I'm going to go and chase that ice cream truck. And it hops on board and it goes for the ride with that sugar. But when the sugar's burned up, the calcium kind of falls off and just gets deposited into joints and other places where it can cause trouble and like calcifications and um, bunions and all those kind of things that happen from calcium deposits. It doesn't uh, finish its sugar ride and then run right back down to the tissues and go back where it's supposed to be. It just gets deposited in the wrong place. Now, having a little bit of sugar isn't going to strip all your calcium. For most people, it's the excess. It's those times when there's uh, maybe a little bit too much. And if you think about it, all of this coincides right with flu season. So what happens in flu season? Well, Halloween, they give us a big bag of candy. And the kids come over with all this candy and they're eating it all. And we're like, well, this candy isn't good for them. So I'll go ahead and eat it. And we're eating all this candy. And it's this big load of sugar that starts the process of pulling calcium out of the tissues. And then we finally work through that bag of candy and, and Thanksgiving shows up. And now there's seven pies lying around the house for the next three weeks. And you're eating nothing but pie. And by the time that pie is gone, the holiday parties start. And whether that's, you know, Christmas or whatever holidays you have, you're eating and drinking at all those holiday parties and you're doing all that celebration and there's chocolate in your stocking and, and all of this excess sugar. It's not the normal amount of sugar or carbs that we consume throughout the year. It gets very magnified during all this activity. And by the time that's done, it's time to have a bunch of champagne for, for New Year's and we get past that and then if anybody likes you on Valentine's Day, you get this big box of candy and and if nobody likes you, you're at the grocery store buying three tubs of ice cream. So we're getting all this excess um, sugar and, and carbs and starches during this time. And uh, that lasts through February. And then by the time all that's done, coincidentally, flu season is over too. So I don't view it as the cold time of year. I view it as the sugar time of year. So the understanding of where calcium needs to be and how sugar and carbs and excess starches will pull the calcium out of where it needs to be, this is a huge piece of information if you're wanting your immune system to be ready to, in to attack some invader. So a big problem is if you're quarantined and you're afraid to go to the grocery store, when we're stuck at home doing nothing, we, we want to eat junk. We just eat all this garbage. So we're, we're really working against uh, what we should be doing right now. Um, we should be reducing our carbs and sugars and junk and taking steps to make sure that there's enough calcium at the tissue level so that the immune system can function. So we hear a lot that you should drink, you know, a lot of orange juice during flu season so you get plenty of vitamin C. And this is actually quite horrible advice. But before we get to that, let's talk about that vitamin C because vitamin C is used in pretty much every single repair process in the body. So that's it's quite crucial. It's also used to help remove toxins and other junk from the body. It can kind of uh, sort of bind to these toxins and then can help get removed safely from the body. But when it comes to immune function and the defense system, vitamin C is sort of like the bullets that your defense system uses to attack invaders. So you need to have the calcium at the tissue level so the immune system is alerted to the problem. 
but then you need vitamin C so that immune system uh, has ammunition to attack those invaders. So you can almost view that calcium at the tissue level as having a gun to defend yourself, and then the vitamin C could be the bullets. I'm not telling you to, I'm not advocating gun support by doing that. I'm just trying to use a, uh, an analogy. So simmer down just for a minute and don't write me a letter. But it's true that orange juice does contain vitamin C. The problem is it also loaded with a bunch of sugar. So you're going to pull the calcium out of the tissue where it needs to be so the immune system you know, can't hear the alarms going off when there's an invader. So, so now it's got all this, it's like a security team having a huge bag of ammunition strapped to their back while they sit there and binge Ozark all day. So it's not putting the two pieces together that you really need. If you want to figure out if keto is right for you or your body chemistry, check out a new podcast, Chat the Fat. If you know me at all, you know I believe there is no diet that is right for every person. But if major weight loss is your goal, nothing is faster or easier than keto if it's right for you. So my co-host Nissa Gron and I will help you figure out if you can use keto to get past your weight loss plateaus or improve other health issues. Just search for Chat the Fat on iTunes or Stitcher or go to chatthefat.com to learn more. The tricky thing is that humans, primates, and guinea pigs are the only mammals that don't make their own vitamin C. All other animals just make their own, and we get kind of ripped off, and we have to get it from our food. Um, but a lot of the foods that contain it, like the orange juice, is, is high in sugar, and that's problematic. And uh, so one of the best ways to really get vitamin C is through supplements. Uh, the problem with that approach is that most people will go out to the pharmacy or the grocery store and they'll buy uh, junk supplements and most of these supplements are filled with binders that not only uh, block your ability to access the nutrients in the supplement you just took they can also block your ability to access the nutrients in the food you're eating so you want to stay away from those uh, cheap supplements with all those binders in it 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 can be really problematic Um, another issue is that most vitamin C that you find at your local pharmacy or, or a drugstore or grocery store is just ascorbic acid. It's vitamin C in the form of ascorbic acid. And ascorbic acid is just one fraction of that whole vitamin C molecule function. It's the whole C that your body really needs. So if you're just taking ascorbic acid, and I'm not saying ascorbic acid is bad. I use it all the time with clients when we're trying to take steps to lower urine pH or when we want to help uh, loosen up the stool and acidify the stool a little bit to correct constipation issues. So there's a lot of uses for ascorbic acid. But if you're using ascorbic acid, uh, vitamin C in the form of ascorbic acid, to try and raise your vitamin C levels, it's going to be effective for about a week and a half. Um, Because when you take that fraction of the vitamin C, then your body pulls all of the cofactors needed to create the whole C molecule. It pulls them all from your reserves and from your body and adds it to that ascorbic acid so now it has the whole C and it can use it to lift the level of vitamin C in the body. So once all those reserves are gone, then the ascorbic acid is just going to get peed out. It just makes your pee really pretty. So pretty pee is nice, but it's not giving you what you want as far as lifting your level of vitamin C to help repair functions and to improve your immune uh, response and the ability for your defense system to do its job.
So if you're going to supplement, you need a whole food form of vitamin C, uh, like acerola cherry powder or camu camu powder is a good one too. Uh, we use Bio-C, which is in capsule form, but it's a whole food form of vitamin C uh, that gives you that whole molecule instead of just a fraction. You can get Bio-C on naturalreference.com and uh, you can usually find camu camu or acerola cherry powder uh, on Amazon or um, you know health food stores if you can get into one. Um, so that's the kind of vitamin C that you want to access. Other supplements that can be important is you might need to take some calcium, especially if you if you're dealing with any digestive issues, you are likely having difficulty uh, fully breaking down your food and pulling the minerals and nutrients out of that food. So uh, you would either want to fix the digestive issues, which you can learn how to do. Um, by taking our almost free digestion course at kickitnaturally.com forward slash digest registration. And it's basically a free course we made for our book readers to show them how to you know, run self-tests on their physiology and, and fix digestive issues. Um, we just charge 50 cents to keep the spam registrations out. So it's going to cost you a whole 50 cents. It's, it's big money. But um, so... Uh, calcium can be helpful. Lysine can help push that calcium back down to the tissue levels. Um, uh, vitamin K can be important for uh, calcium uh, assimilation. And so can, hear me when I say this, small amounts of vitamin D. So vitamin D is a, is a huge player when it comes to immune function. And it's also a huge mistake that 90% of the country is making right now by actually taking too much vitamin D. Because what happens is calcium will come in. We, we digest our food, we pull calcium out of that food so it's coming into the intestinal tract. And what vitamin D does is it acts like this uh, dust buster. And it sucks the calcium um, into the bloodstream so that it can be distributed and, and used properly. So it kind of helps pull it out of uh, the intestinal tract into the um, system so that it can go into the bloodstream and, and be distributed correctly. The problem is that we're told to take these huge doses of vitamin D. Um, and what that does is it turns that dust buster into like this shop vac. So it's pulling the calcium out of the intestinal tract like it's supposed to, but it's also pulling all the calcium out of the tissues and pulling it into the bloodstream. It's making the bloodstream calcium retentive. So it's making the, the calcium stay there. And now the blood can't get down to the tissue level where it needs to be for your immune system to be activated. So that's a really big problem. So to learn more about this, we have an episode on the truth about vitamin D at kickitnaturally.com. Just go there and just search for vitamin D and, and we talk about that, that for hours, like really explaining why did my blood test show low vitamin D and why do all heart attack victims show low vitamin D? And it has a lot to do with uh, your body is restricting vitamin D absorption because your sugar and carb consumption is already pulling too much calcium out of the tissues. So your body doesn't want to take in all this vitamin D that's going to pull even more calcium out of the tissues and completely turn off your immune system. So your body's trying to help you by lowering your vitamin D, but then you're just cramming in more and, and creating problems. So one way to look at this is you can check your urine pH. And uh, at least two hours after a meal, not the first thing in the morning, uh, just get some urine pH strips. Uh, and then we teach how to run all these tests in that f almost free digestion course. 
but you want to look at your urine pH, and if it's over 6.2 and you're taking vitamin D, you got to reduce what you're taking. And I'm not telling you to go against whatever your doctor is telling you to do, but I'm telling you that you're creating a problem. Um, it's making that urine pH is going high because all of the calcium is being pulled out of the tissues and the body is trying to get rid of some of it. It's trying to pee some of it out because it's creating a problem being too high in the, in the bloodstream like that. If you're getting charley horses or leg or foot cramps or your muscles are too tight, your vitamin D level may be too high or your sugar consumption is, is too high. But either way, too much calcium is being pulled out of the tissues and those muscles can't relax because calcium has to be at the tissue level in order to allow the muscles to relax properly. So those are two signs that can really give you some clues of how your immune system, is it ready to attack or is it just sitting on the couch watching television? So again, don't mishear what I'm saying. Vitamin D is crucial for immune function and that's why people say, hey, it's crucial for immune function. They are right when they say that because without it, you can't pull calcium into the system and then there's not going to be any calcium to put at the tissue level. So you got to have vitamin D, but I like to see people take it in much smaller doses. You know, they're recommending, hey, I want you to take 10 kajillion IU a day. It's what people are recommending, and it's really like 10,000 or more. Um, But a lot of the people that uh, I work with will take like 180 a day, you know, something small like that. And you can judge where you are by looking at your urine pH and can you handle a little bit more. Also understand that vitamin D will raise blood pressure by holding more calcium in the blood and thickening it up and raise your blood pressure. So if you have high blood pressure, um, you need to understand that taking higher doses of vitamin D is going to raise that as well. So it's important to look at where you are to understand how much you really need. So for most people, if they're going out into the sun, um, you know, on a regular basis, not laying by the pool all day, but if you're out in the sun for 10, 15 minutes a day, you're probably getting the vitamin D that you need. Um, but, you know, look at your urine pH. Are you getting cramps? Is your blood pressure too high? Those things can give you some ideas of uh whether you should be supplementing with vitamin D, and if so, how much. Sometimes it's hard to find a lower dose of vitamin D nowadays because people are taking such huge doses. Sometimes you got to take like, you know, half a, a tablet if that's what you're using or open up a capsule and dump out half of it or, or something like that just to get a dose that's a little more reasonable. Maybe you skip some days, stuff like that. Just the point is don't take too much because the same way that not enough will turn off your immune system, too much will turn off your immune system just like eating seven candy bars can. So for a lot of people with a weakened immune system or maybe they even consider themselves immunodeficient or compromised or, uh, you know, with some cases, it's just an issue of maybe they're not having enough vitamin C to uh, have the tools to fight off invaders. But in more cases, it's, it's, it's more about the uh, not having enough calcium at the tissue level for the immune system to, to even know that there's a problem that, that needs to be attacked. And, you know, there's so much autoimmune stuff out there. And uh, we have a whole episode on autoimmune issues at kickitnaturally.com that you can search for. And we, we dig into uh, that a lot. And there are issues that are legitimately autoimmune. But the majority of autoimmune issues are uh, problems with uh, an, an inability to break down food is leaving food uh, intact to where it still has an identity. It's not The food is not broken down into 
minerals, amino acids, uh, vitamins, all those things that the body can use. So when the food is not broken down, it goes into the system as a, a peanut butter sandwich, you know, and the body doesn't know what a peanut butter sandwich is. It doesn't, doesn't know how to use that. It only knows how to use vitamins and minerals and fats and amino acids. So when it sees a peanut butter sandwich come in, it views that as an invader. And now every time you eat a peanut butter sandwich, your body goes to war against a peanut butter sandwich. And the medical world just views things as, oh, your immune system is attacking your whole body. What a silly thing for it to do. Why would it do that? Well, it's not uh, attacking yourself for no reason. It's attacking a peanut butter sandwich. So that's why so many people are, quote unquote, fixing their autoimmune issues by changing the foods that they're eating. And they're removing those foods that are most commonly problematic. And then people who really know what they're doing are fixing their digestion so that they can actually break down food. Then they remove all the foods uh, that are uh, causing trouble. And then all of a sudden, the body doesn't quote-unquote attack itself anymore. Wow, look at that. So um, if you need help with that, uh, chapter 9 of my book, Kick Your Fat in the Nuts, uh, really breaks down how to do that type of elimination diet. It explains a lot of autoimmune issues. Right now, you can get it for free on Amazon. Just search for Kick Your Fat in the Nuts. And uh, it's free right now, so um, just download it and read that chapter 9 to help you understand ways that you might be able to improve that if that's an issue with you. And a lot of people that have uh, all these autoimmune type issues or these inflammatory issues, um, and inflammation is, is just that, it's just an immune response. It's just, uh, inflammation is a, a process of the healing, it's, it's trying to fix a problem and but the inflammation can cause pain so then we're like oh well let's just turn that off so all these anti-inflammatory medications are really just restricting the immune system from doing what it's supposed to do so that's why all these people are immunodeficient or immunocompromised while they're on these drugs because that's what the drug is doing it's it's restricting the immune system from doing its job so in a time like this that can be a, a pretty big problem right so there are other solutions that you can look into to see if you can correct the underlying cause of the problem so that you don't have to use a drug that's just covering up a symptom while creating all these other problems at the same time. So I've given you a lot to think about here. You know, one thing, if you're listening to this and there's still quarantine going on and we're still on lockdown, then you might have to uh, change your binge junk eating in a way that maybe you don't gain 40 pounds during the quarantine. Maybe it's just 20, you know, but find ways to reduce those carbon sugar intakes and spread them out a little bit more. Give your body more time to allow that calcium to get back down to the tissue level before you have another slice of pie. Um, you can also take some steps like the lysine and, you know, uh, vitamin K can be helpful and um, getting uh, calcium back down to the tissue level. Olive oil can also be helpful because fatty acids can help push calcium back to the tissue level, but I don't like using a lot of fatty acids because uh, they're, they're not anti-inflammatory like people think. They're actually long-term causing more inflammation. So I, I don't use a lot of fatty acids anymore, but olive oil seems to be a, a better version of it 
where um, they're not so prevalent in that olive oil. And that can help push some calcium back down to the tissue level. So there's steps you can take. Be sure to look at your urine pH to see if it's too high, uh, indicating that maybe you're pulling too much calcium out of the tissues and you need to take steps to push some down. Um, look at the fact that are you are you getting uh, charley horses or leg cramps or even uh, severe menstrual cramps. That's another sign of calcium being in the wrong place. Are your cold sore breakouts happening? Are you catching too many colds? All these things can let you know that uh, you, your body needs some help getting calcium back to the right level. So just keep an eye on those things. And if you look at your physiology, you'll know the right steps to take. You'll know when you're having too many carbs, or too many sugars. You'll know when you might need to take some supplements to fix some things. So just look at what's going on and you can better help your body prepare with any invader that might come on. Uh, even if it's this uh, ultra turbo invader, you know, um, you want to let your body be in a place where it can do its job. So I hope that info helps you out. I hope that helps you figure out some things for yourself. And uh, if you need any of the information we talked about, um, you can go to the show notes page at kickitnaturally.com forward slash episode 331. And we'll put the links like to the digestion course that we talked about and, and where to get BioC and um, that chapter uh, about autoimmune issues and removing foods and stuff like that. So if you need any of that stuff, just go to the show notes page and uh, try not to watch too much Netflix. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Come.